So our mind should be a happy place. The quality of your thoughts can either take a negative or positive effect on your life. The world is already against us. It's already breaking us down. So when we go to look inside ourselves, when we sit down with ourselves, it should be the happiest place and most calming place for us. But so many of us are at war with ourselves. We keep ourselves so busy with unnecessary things because we can't find peace within us. The words of Robert Holden, quote unquote, beware of destination addictions until you give up the idea that happiness is somewhere else. It will never be where you are. Being goal oriented can be satisfying, but that feeling is temporary. That's why many are not content with the goals that they have reached or accomplished. But if we shift our mindset and we be more process oriented, asking ourselves, how can I enjoy the process? How can I enjoy each step to get to my goal? When someone asks you, how was your day? Most likely, we tend to focus on the negative parts. We tend to focus on the outside circumstances that are making us unhappy. Instead of looking at it and thinking we're the cause of us being unhappy, we focus on the outside circumstances. We most often don't have control over the events that happen to us or the circumstances that happen on, on the outside world. But we do have control of our response, with, which then can control the outcome. But that is all based on our thoughts and our mindset. We can't control our events of the outside world, but we can control our response. We can control the outcome because our response is the finishing product of that. When we communicate, we tend to speak more on the things that are not going right in our life or the things that are bothering us, the things that are making us unhappy. So we tend to bond all off the difficulties in life. The question is, how do we start to shift and change this mindset? So one, I think you should rephrase your words. So instead of focusing on the difficulties, rephrase it's something you're hoping instead of. So, for example, you're planning to go on a trip, but you're trying to gain the money for the trip. So you're like, ah, oh, I don't I don't think I'm going to make it to have enough money to attend this trip. Instead of saying that, change it to, I hope I'm going to make enough money to go on this trip. Kind of just shift your vocabulary. Another way is paying attention to your emotional hygiene. When it's important that you pay attention to your emotional pain. And instead of being retreating and just sweeping it under the rug and, you know, just going through life, instead you should con- like find a way to release it. A positive way to release it at that. So it, whether it be connecting with another mind or connecting with nature, or connecting with your own body. These are positive ways to release that uh, that pain. A lot of us sit in our pain or we, we ignore it. 
and we're not aware being aware of that you're going through emotional pain is very important sometimes we go through emotional pain that we're not even aware of it comes so frequent that it just seems like it's a part of life so you have to create a a narrative environment for your life that okay this is going to constantly release these things maybe that I'm not aware of or the pain that I am aware of so like I said connecting with another mind whether it be therapy a friend a family member um, going out into nature connecting with nature sometimes I just go in the park and I sit in the middle of the grass and just look at the the sky and listen to the birds that's like that is so much release and people think like oh you know you're just outside but outs we are as human beings are meant to be out in nature and me growing up in the concrete jungle it's like we don't get much of that so the little the little time that you don't have to hear the hustling bustling of sirens and people talking and walking past you and you're just in nature alone just listening to the birds that can do a lot for you another thing we can um change this perspective is is comparing yourself to others comparing yourself to others can really contribute to your unhappiness we time and time again hear like oh you shouldn't compare yourself to people but in reality as humans Comparing ourselves is kind of like hardwired into us, whether it be minor or major. To say like, oh, don't compare yourself, it doesn't make sense because if you, if you, if somebody's telling you don't compare yourself and you go ahead and compare yourself, right? And then you have this guilty conscience like, oh, I'm comparing myself to that person and then you blame yourself and it's like a vicious cycle. So for us to think that we don't, we cannot compare ourselves to something is you know it's very uh it's very hard not to do that and i think it's nearly impossible but the best thing to shift that perspective for a healthier version of comparison let's take social media for example you're scrolling through social media and you see a post you can either create envy jealousy or you know a bad interpretation of comparison but instead you should look at it as well this is what that person deemed to be worthy of sharing but I don't know what hardships or difficulties they had to go through to post that picture or go through that experience so when you have that mindset on on that Uh, picture or post or whatever it changes your perspective into admiration inspiration or motivation instead of the jealousy envy or insufficiency for yourself so what are your guys thoughts on this do you do you feel like these key factors will help you know have peace within your mind or make your mind a happier place like what other factors do you think that contribute to the unhappiness of of yourself yes i think uh, the company you keep has got a lot to do with it also Uh, the company you keep if your friends were busy complaining about their circumstances or situations that will contribute into your psyche also 
So surroundings are um, very important, I think. Right. So what type of people do you think you should surround yourself with? Or what are things that you should uh, watch out for where you feel like these people will contribute to your unhappiness? Or it's really focusing on what you think of yourself in your mind, your perspective. Because what we put out is what we get back, right? So, yes, you would have these surroundings, these environments, but does that contribute to your perspective in your mind or can you change that on your own? I think uh, it's a choice. So, uh, and by saying it's a choice, is uh, everyone has got a comfort place. You've got uh, friends and uh, or business uh, associates that... Uh, you surround yourself with despite working in a company of 100 or, or 20 people you might have a group that you surround yourself with but within that group you just have a constant uh, the, 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 the wrong term is loser friends and I don't mean in any way it's just a term it means people who are just out there to complain about everything that's going on and that they have no ambition nothing they're doing they're not uh, in enhancing their careers and not doing anything else to further themselves in any in any scenario mm-hmm. that becomes a drags you backwards to their level of thinking because remember show me your friends and i'll show you who you are kind of scenario and that is what i think is very important they, they, we in a in a business world we have this thing that we literally do we wouldn't did the other day we have a performance-based analytics that uh, some of our business colleagues who are not performing at a certain level, we just let them go because it's not good for the business that we're in. We have to perform. And if you have someone who always can bring this deal, it's bad, this thing, it's bad. And uh, so in two, we are getting a warning. You have about five more to go. And uh, if the broker brings you the fifth deal and it's a bad deal because they never better what they're doing now, we just tell them we cannot give you access anymore. To our services, right. so that is that is a professionally deciding to clean up, to clean up, and that happens also personally. You have to be able to, to do the same because, at the end of the day, it's your life, and you decide how far you want to make it, how happy you want to be, and how where you want to live, and what kind of friends you want to keep. So it's a, it's definitely a personal choice. Do you think there's any other uh, ways that you can make your mind a, a happier place or sitting with yourself with peace. I know protect your peace is very, is very important to me and I will walk away from anything that will disturb that peace. But it took me a long time to get to that point because at, I didn't know how. I felt like I had to take on everybody's, um, what they gave to me. And it took a long time for me to realize like, you know, this is my space and who I allow in is who I allow in, really. And, and that is a very tough exercise. It's not easy to um, create that wall or space for yourself. A lot of people will suffer through anything, but they cannot create that being alone and creating happiness around your loneliness because it's called lonely. But if you look at it, uh, you can build uh, out of that loneliness. People do yoga, they do many of the things, breathing exercises, running, biking, whatever they can make you, you can do by yourself, but get a high out of. 
because we know that if you're running, you get a high out of running, for example. But if you have a, a bunch of friends who, who don't like to run, so what do you do? You have to go running by yourself. And this is the same scenario. You have to find where do you feel that the most uh, at, at peace. There is a there is a book written by Tony Robbins a few years ago, and uh, it was also enhanced by uh, by Oprah. But what you have to envision uh, short-term goals, medium-term goals, and long-term goals. Where am I today? Next week? Next month? One year and ahead? And you do this exercise in your mind where you say, I'm going to wake up, let's say, year number five. I want to be waking up in the house of my dreams. And I've been looking at whatever it is you want to look at, whatever you want to be seeing at that time, envision it and paint it clearly in your mind. And then start walking towards it. It's doable. And it's been done many, many times. So that is one of the ways you can just find yourself with self-help books, which are very important sometimes if you're in an environment where you're not finding enough supporting cast. Then you take self-help books. Uh, There are many. And you find one that resonates to what you're trying to achieve. And you follow the path. I definitely agree with that. I definitely agree with that. I want to go touch on a little bit on self-comparison because I feel like people around me, um, myself in the past, that was a major factor when it came to really having peace within myself. Like even now, you know, I said that uh, comparison is kind of hardwired into ourself. But the initial reaction is to say, damn, I wish I want that. Or how did they get there? And it's more coming from a place of unsatisfaction within ourselves so what are some key factors how we can change that narrative yes put it on a perspective of know their process but what are some other things that you think that we can um change that mindset on that in 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 comparison it's a, there is a healthy and toxic comparison. As long, as long as you compare yourself to the other person and they see that, hey, I like what they're doing, I like their lifestyle, I like what they're having. For, let's say, for example, you see a married couple and they're having a great time or they're with the kids and family and it's a great life as you look at it from outside. It's good and you can say, I want that and you can become their friend and say, hey, I like what you're doing. Do you mind if we uh, become friends, maybe friends with whichever party, if the wife or the husband, depending on who is asking, and uh, so that you can be in a company of, of happiness. Some people join a church. Why? Because a church has got a family, a big family that tends to have positivity at, at some times. So my, my feeling to that is as long as it's a healthy comparison, it's good. Suppose you see you live next door to a director or someone who, or a model or a race car driver, and you say, hey, I like what you're doing, or a businessman. Uh, I, mean, I work for a company, but I would like to switch to business. You literally can walk to this person and ask them the question, and they'll point you many ways how to do what you want to do. I've been in cabs and Ubers many, many times, and I met people who were saying, what do you do? And we started having a conversation, being curious. Number one is good, because saying, what do you do? Oh, I'm driving a cab, but uh, it's not my, I'm trying to find myself. And then you find a mentor, say, this guy maybe owns uh, the restaurant or whatever, and you start working from there. 
so the comparison is good, but it's a comparison to what means. Comparison to I want to be better than what I have right now, I think is the best way to look at it. I would say um, meditation, self-care, just self-love in general, because that will definitely um, give you motivation and determination to do things um, outside of what you would normally do, like give you confidence and things like that. And it, it will help you think of yourself in another way. That way you won't have to compare yourself to another individual at all. JC, behind that, does that come with discipline as well? So what I find, of, like I, for myself, I want to work out. I know I should be working out. But I find myself, when it's time to work out, I don't have the discipline or I don't have the drive to get there. But I, in the back of my mind, I know that if I work out every day, my mind and that would release the pain, the energy that's not good for me, the negative energy that's not good for me. But behind all of that, I, I think there has to be discipline. So how would how, what would be some ways that can enforce those motive, those uh, meditation and exercise practices? See, that's hard because I'm still trying to figure out <laughs> figure that out myself. But um, I would say like start talking to yourself in the mirror. Mm. Do affirmations with yourself. Um, say things about your like one thing about yourself a day that makes you feel good. Like, oh, my hair looks so pretty today. My hair is da da da. Just give yourself that motivation to do so. Be like, I can do this. I'm gonna finish this. I'm gonna do this today. Give yourself a to-do list. It doesn't have to be long. It can be one to three things a day. As long as you cross off at least one thing, you know that, you know, you've completed something to make you feel better. So it, it, it's a process, and I think it'll be it's – it's not anything you can just do overnight. It's going to take a while. So discipline does have a big uh, – play a big factor into that. You just have to um, know what works for you basically it's not a one word answer that'll solve everybody's problems you just have to figure that out for yourself let me, let me chime in also uh, Layla, from what you're saying that uh, sometimes you feel like working out will be good but uh, then psyching yourself to go work out becomes an issue because that is difficult for anybody i think the best thing to do is to find the company of like minds who work out who do things that you like to do if it's in a gym or in a park for example, on Vanderbilt Park on Times Square, I think on Sundays, every so often they have that uh, group yoga and group, uh, I think they have group yoga right on 42nd Street. And uh, you attend that and you make friends there and then you, you, know, you find company that will help you do what you do with company because I'm sure you can even if you go into... Uh, social media uh, different uh, areas of uh, okay who is it what's the local uh, meditation group in my area i'm sure you'll find a few maybe within a few miles and uh, that is good to join because they give you that uh, group uh, setting that you can that motivates you to go out and uh, do things yes that's a good um that's a good uh, things for you to uh, let us know because i think as humans, we want people that we're already close to to come on board, and usually those people are not disciplined themselves. So 
you'll go to your friend, hey, let's go work out every whatever Thursday, Friday, and Thursday, Friday comes and they don't feel like it. So then you tend not to feel like it. Um, right. So we have to be disciplined enough to push ourselves out of our comfort zone and actually meeting new people first and then putting ourselves in the environment where we want to be. So like you said, go to 42nd Street, join the yoga the yoga group, people that are already doing it consistently and then you tend to tag along with them because you're motivated to be where they are instead of trying to pull somebody to be where you want to be. So that that is definitely good, some so good so information. Doesn't show up, it doesn't really change much because the other 10 people are there. Right. So the reason, so to add on what you said, Lada, Lala, um, the reason why I say, like, do things with yourself, self-love, and find things that make yourself feel good is for that reason right there. You're not going to feel motivated if your friend's not going with you. You want At that point, if you're looking <clears throat> for people to do it with you, you're not going to want to do it for yourself when that time comes and they can't do it with you. So you have to find that that inner determination within yourself to want to push yourself to do it when nobody's around. Let's be curious enough. You, you know, you know the funniest thing uh, and it's very funny if you look at it from outside is that if you go to the subway or go to uh, a concert or go to a restaurant, everyone is looking down. Hmm. Everyone is looking into their phones. You are there waiting for the train, and you look and you're looking at your phone. What is happening there is that you're, you're once you're looking at your phone, you're socially shutting out everybody and anything, any blessings are walking by. Do you know how many people you meet every day that do anything and everything you ever wanted to do? They're just passing you by, and you're just passing through them because you don't talk. I talk to almost everybody, and I've met incredible people just by, by, by talking. One time we were in, in Long Island, and uh, I'm talking to uh, this person. I say, hey, who are you? I'm just like, who are you? I'm so-and-so. What do you do? Oh, I'm a hedge fund manager. Oh, okay. Long story short, I find that they've started a company that takes plastic trash that is being turned back into diesel that is offered in Yonkers, New York, and runs buses. And before you know it, they give us the right to purchase this company. Anyway, we didn't purchase it, but we are still working with them. But it's just a matter of uh, who are you? The question is just like, who are you? Instead of looking at my phone, um, I'm scanning people looking at uh, who is look, who's not looking at their phone, let's talk. And if we can open up to talk, by the way, this is a white guy. I'm not white, but it doesn't really matter. Like I said before, there are no races out there anymore. They're just communities and tribes. Mm. Just find a tribe that you want to be in with, and that tribe is what you're going to do because racism is already dead. Listen, in Bosnia, as a governor, they are both white. In Ukraine and Russia, they're both white. So what are they fighting for? Is it racism? No, it's just the tribes. So let's talk around to people and find who they are and let that, whatever they do, that's great bleeding to us, and vice versa. I like the point that you said, when you look around, everybody's looking down at their phone. 
and we we tend to use our phone as a distraction from reality because I know if I'm in a place where I'm bored or I feel awkward I'm gonna have my my head in my phone right I'm not gonna actually put my phone away and try to make a connection with somebody because I'm feeling awkward but that's something within me that's not really my environment I chose to have that perspective on my environment at that that at that time if I shifted my perspective I would put my phone away and try to make a connection with somebody so I like that you said that because that's actually a distraction. The phone is a distraction from reality. And we have to be more aware of that. uh, On talking to most women, they always say they do that, put their headphones on in the gym or whatever to avoid being hit on by guys and stuff. But, uh, you, you know... There are boundaries. You know, not everyone's going to hit at you. There are people who are generally just friends. And uh, if you're walking out and someone's talking to you, you can see if it's a good topic or not. And just say, excuse me, why do you go do your set? Or if you're running and uh, someone's talking to you, or who are you? And if, you, if the conversation turns more personal and you want to say, okay, let's meet, I've got to go. But uh, open up that door, open up that window, get something. The, the, uh, you're going to get 90% back, but 10% will be some very good connections. I travel a lot around. I travel a lot in the country or otherwise, and I meet incredible people every time I travel just because I'm not looking at my phone. Hmm. Hmm. That's And a lot of business opportunities come out of those, by the way. Right. Other life, well, if, even if it's not business, other life opportunities come by when... Exactly. Yes, exactly. yes. I want to thank you guys for participating, Agent, JC, Great Conversation, Koshi, Don Tizzle, Bam. Thank you for being up on stage, everybody in the audience. This is the Real Talk Lala podcast. Um, We are available on all streaming platforms. So if you would like to join our live sessions on Fanbase, they will be every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. I thank you for being here and showing some love. Um, And until the next episode, be bold, be brave, and be a beast. Thank you.